0: Welcome fellow listeners. Now many times here we call you traitors here on Truth Is Now Treason because that is what our society sees us as being because we're speaking the truth. That's not how we see you. We're doing it to have a little fun, so don't be offended when we call you that. Well, we've finally done a third episode to Sixth Sense. Please feel free to check out our two previous episodes to this treason bite where we share facts that the mainstream media and leftist politicians and even some on the right are trying to hide. I'm Dietrich.
1: And I am Lennox. Now, here is the question for the day. Traders, I am going to play an audio for Dietrich and have him guess who is speaking in this clip. Now, I want you to listen too and see if this rings a bell. So, Dietrich, tell us who this is and what is the context.
2: I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. <laughs> You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. So who is that?
0: Uh, it the guy from New York who has his pants pulled up to his nipples?
1: <laughs> no, that's your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Jerry Nadler either, the Democrat politician who looks like a nerd. Who is it? Who is it? Um, is it Schumer? That's right. Chuck Schumer, a- another Democrat politician, but he's in the Senate. Now, what is the context of what he was saying?
0: The Up With People convention? Up, up with people. You see them wherever you go. Up,
3: up with people. You meet them wherever you go. Up, up with people. They're the best
2: kind of folks we know.
1: All right, and that's nerdy music <laughs> for a <laughs> nerdy person. <laughs> so... So the context was Chuck Schumer was standing outside the Supreme Court and he was what I call inciting violence because he said, you will pay the price. Well, understand Supreme Court justices aren't elected. They're appointed by the president. So what would he mean you are going to pay the price other than something bad's going to happen to you?
0: Now here's what Trump said on January 6th, according to NBC, the nothing but caw -caw network.
2: ...to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women, and we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong.
0: Now, this video is titled, Trump Encouraged Those to March to the Capitol. But according to the Senate report, this was a planned event. It was already scheduled for everybody to march over to the Capitol. So even the title is false. Now here's another media outlet, NBC, the nothing but caca network, exposed as being a propaganda machine. I think NBC forgot some of their crucial elements. Here's an example for anyone who's an NBC fan. Hopefully you will see that you may want to stop using it as a news source. This is an example of NBC trying to persuade viewers' minds to believe that Trump did, in fact, incite violence when he did not.
1: Let's play the full clip to put this in perspective
2: this we're going to walk down and I'll be there with you we're going to walk down we're going to walk down anyone you want but I think right here we're going to walk down to the Capitol and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women and we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and Patriotically, make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity.
1: So this is actually all of it. And as you can see, NBC edited or stopped short of the entire message where Trump went on to say, and as you make your way peacefully and Patriotically, NBC left that out. Once again, giving viewers the wrong message. Trying to persuade viewers, you know, like that Charlie Chester, the technical director admitted on hidden camera of doing at CNN. He admitted his network was propaganda, which means their goal was to convince the public to get rid of Trump because that's what they wanted, and instead not report facts. Now, here is another network, NBC, doing the very same thing like CNN. Not reporting what was actually said, but picking phrases and words of Trump. You know, these so-called journalists could edit to fit the network's narrative, which was, of course, Trump incited violence. So, Officer Dietrich and Sergeant Lennox, notice Who has the power, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we plan to make some arrests today.
0: So go on to our Facebook and we're going to be asking the question, which one incited violence, Schumer or Trump? Now, traders, we're going to ask you to answer this question, which one incited violence? You be the judge and give us feedback. Type S for Schumer in the comments or T for Trump on whichever one you thought incited violence. Whoever gets the most votes will go to Facebook jail for inciting or violating American standards of hate speech. Now, Alan Dershowitz, a Harvard lawyer, seems to think that we now have a two-tier justice system. He says that if Trump said... You now and again, what he said, make your way to the Capitol peacefully, protest. And Schumer said what he said in our audio we play, and what Schumer said isn't considered inciting anyone to violence, but Trump's words are, then we have an unconstitutional system. That's his words. That's a Democrat's words.
1: And this Democrat said that if Trump ran in 2024, he wouldn't vote for him, just like he didn't vote for him in 2020. He voted for Biden. <laughs> So anyway, we have NBC lying by omission. Let me share with you an outright lie that was stated recently by Biden. You know, the facts are out. So this isn't misinformation, as the leftists love to accuse us of doing, but disinformation because it's an act to deliberately deceive listeners, meaning they knew it was a lie and still did it. More like the staffers writing his speech knew it was a lie, and they still put it in his speech, disinforming the public. So, Dietrich, where is the disinformation board when Biden lies?
0: They're on vacation.
1: (laughs) They've been on vacation vacation. for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I wish I could get that kind of a vacation. I know. So, in this article, we found Biden is talking to a group of graduates at the University of Delaware, and he says, I quote, a mob of insurrectionists stormed the Capitol, the very citadel of democracy. Imagine what you'd be thinking today if you had heard this morning before you got here that a group of a thousand people broke down the doors of the Parliament of Great Britain, killed two police officers smashed, and ransacked the office of members of the British Parliament or any other. What would you think? What would you think? Now, first of all, does anyone see the logic of bringing this up at a graduation ceremony? I failed to see his logic. But then again, many people in our great nation elected a man that had no logic to begin with. (laughs) His mental faculties were failing way back in 2019 when he was campaigning, and they hid it from the public. But there is no point to this. Other than to continue to paint a false narrative and convince individuals to believe a lie. In the next paragraph, the article then states, in March, this was this year, Biden claimed in a speech in Wisconsin that five police officers were killed by the rioters. All right, so that's the lie. In the first speech, he said two police officers were killed. Uh, Again, this is the second time he's coming out telling his audience that police officers were killed by the rioters. The people writing the speech no one is alive, even if Joe may not. Yes.
0: <laughs> now, here's the facts in regards to everyone who died when this happened. So Officer Brian Sicknick, he died on January the seventh. The chief medical examiner in DC said that his death was a result of two strokes. Trump supporter Ashley Babbitt, an Air Force veteran, was shot in the neck by Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Byrd on the day of the riot. So we have one person that was supposedly rioting that got shot and killed, but no police officers. Brian Sicknick died of two strokes. Kevin Greeson, Benjamin Phillips, both died of heart attacks. Roseanne Boyland of 34 accidentally died of acute amphetamine intoxication, the D.C. Medical Examiner's Office concluded. So there were no... Police killed by any of the quote unquote rioters.
1: The chief medical examiner told the Washington Post that Sicknick died after suffering two strokes, did not suffer an allergic reaction to chemical irritants, and bore no evidence of either external or internal injuries. And he used natural causes on the death certificate. And the term natural cause is used when a disease alone causes death. And if death is hastened by an injury, the manner of death is not considered natural. So here is Yahoo news reporting what a medical examiner told the Washington Post. So these are liberal sources confirming all those lies that were floating around in 2021.
0: They were the, exactly that. Nothing but lies. Now, as everybody knows, we've had these January 6th committee, they've been calling them hearings, but we're not going to call them that. We're going to call it a propaganda machine. And here's why. A hearing by definition means that both sides get to present their evidence and get to select who does that. And they get to question the other side. We are are not seeing that happen on the Republican side at all. They didn't get to pick their people. They're not presenting their evidence, and they're not questioning the other side. These are not hearings. This is a propaganda machine. Now, the good thing about this is nobody's really been paying attention to these January 6th committee hearings by and large, but I want you to listen to this montage of media reactions after that first televised night of this quote-unquote hearing. This primetime presentation was both clear and it was compelling. The first in a historic set of hearings here. This is not just about what happened on January 6th or in the days leading up to it. It's about a clear and present danger to our democracy.
4: I have to say it's just historic to me. This was a hearing unlike any other. I think the committee did a great job tonight. I thought Liz Cheney was particularly strong. It was a a, a very powerful, very well-produced, if you will, two-hour presentation. Tonight, the January 6th committee concluded the first of a series of its public hearings. And the point was abundantly clear. Our democracy remains in danger.
0: For something like this to happen, to have an attack on the Capitol, to have an attack on our democracy, to have a President of the United States saying um, that he won the election when he didn't, I think that is more important than anything. If you don't have a functioning democracy, then it doesn't matter if you have a penny gas prices you don't have a functioning democracy and people are going to think what does this what does this matter for gas prices or whatever okay fine we'll get to the gas prices that's always going to happen what does this mean for inflation fine we'll get to that we talk about that all the time what this means for our democracy is the most important thing and that's what we should be focusing on Now, notice these journalists called this a hearing. Again, not accurate at all. And democracy is so important to Don Lemon. Then why didn't his network investigate and expose these next points? This is what these true journalists, like us here at Truth Is Now Treason, do. And like Maria Bartiroma is doing here in this next audio. She is questioning Jim Jordan, and he points out several crucial things that are not being covered by the January 6th committee's investigation.
4: So uh, but when you think about what this committee has done, never in the history of this country, in the history of the House of Representatives, has a minority leader not been able to put on a select committee the individuals he or she has selected. We also know that this committee has altered evidence and lied to the American people about it so much so that they had to issue a statement which says we regret the error," which is government speak for we got caught lying. So that's what this committee is about.
1: One of the reasons why everybody says that this committee was illegitimately formed is that in the House of Representatives, whenever they put a committee together, both political parties' leaders get to pick who they want on the committee. In this case... Pelosi was the House Majority Leader because the Democrats led the House. Kevin McCarthy was the Minority Leader because the Republicans had fewer people in there than the Democrats. So they both were supposed to put people on the committee. Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader, picked his, but Pelosi rejected him and said, nope. And so Kevin said, hey, I'm not going to have anything to do with something that's illegitimate. And so Pelosi picked some Republicans that hated Donald Trump. This is why people say this committee is illegitimate, because this has never been done in the history of our country. And it's unprecedented. It's against protocol for our Congress. The second thing that Jim Jordan mentions here is that this committee, who's supposed to be above the law altered evidence, which is a crime. They altered an email between Jim Jordan and Mark Meadows. These are two Republicans, and they made it look like these two Republicans were ordering Vice President Pence to reject these certain states' electoral votes. When you alter evidence, that's a criminal offense. And notice the committee even came out and admitted they did it. Tampering with evidence is illegal under both federal and state law. This crime, tampering with evidence, can be anything that's from altering, destroying, concealing physical evidence with the intent to affect the outcome of a criminal investigation or court proceeding. That's exactly what they did. We have lawmakers on this committee breaking the law, yet at the same time accusing Trump and all these Republicans of breaking the law. This is a clear Marxist strategy. You hold your opponent accountable within the bounds of the law while you operate outside the law. Look it up. It's one of the basic rules for radicals, and it's terrible that this Republican, Liz Cheney, is part of this scheme, this deceitful scheme to defame and slander with no evidence. They're in search of evidence. They're trying to ruin individuals for no reason. This is despicable, and I can't respect that.
0: Now, we know from the Senate report, which we use as our source when we covered this in episodes one and two, how the police force that the D.C. politicians ran, the security Capitol Police was not prepared. And we also know that Trump offered National Guard, but that offer was declined by politicians. People who chose politics over the safety of others. Liberal sources reported that Trump didn't call the National Guard, but that is false. We know that he did.
1: D.J., why would you call the National Guard to be there if you wanted to incite violence?
0: Lennox, to correct your incorrect opinion, the misinformation that you're spewing, you're going to have to watch Rachel Maddow for 20 hours straight. <laughs> you know, John Solomon proves that Trump called for the Guard on January 2nd. This isn't disputed. In our source, there are links to official police documents to peruse if you have the time. But this is a fact that is being ignored that we want to emphasize so if trump offered who was it that declined the guard well in our senate report we have made available on episodes one and two of six cents we know that one of these individuals was definitely mayor of dc muriel bowser she declined in writing saying that she didn't need the guard now listen to what jim jordan says in this next clip
4: what have we learned in terms of that why why this was allowed to happen a breach of the capitol we didn't learn any, yeah, Maria, you're right. Good question. We didn't learn anything about the answer to that question from the hearing the other night. Uh, and only one person can really answer that question. That's the Speaker of the House. And guess what? The chairman of this committee, Benny Thompson, has said she's off limits. He's not going to ask her anything. He's not going to call her. He's not going to, they're not going to depose her, but she's the one who was offered the National Guard from the White House. We know that we've had countless people tell us that President Trump said, if you need National Guard there that day, they're available. She didn't take him up on that offer because According to correspondence, according to testimony that we had received uh, and, and media reports, I should say, The sergeant at arm says that the speaker's office didn't like the optics of that. He
0: said the second person was in Pelosi's office. Things that make you go hmm. Hmm.
4: This article
1: from Just the News called Politics Over Security. Schumer team got FBI intel about January 6th. There are plenty of links within this article to actual real documents like police records from investigations. And just to be clear, Schumer is the guy we played at the beginning of this episode. Chuck Schumer. He's the Democrat. He was in the Senate. One of the documents that they discovered was a copy of a newly discovered email sent from the Deputy Chief Director Sean Gallagher to Democrat Schumer's office. Now Gallagher had intelligence. He had intelligence that there might be violence on January 6th and emailed only Schumer's aide. Schumer is a Democrat. He appoints his aide. And so John Solomon is interviewing Rodney Davis about this. Rodney Davis is a Republican who oversees operations and security of the Capitol and he's tried to make improvements in the security at the Capitol, but the Democrats have not passed anything he's tried to do. Listen to what Rodney Davis has said about this email they've discovered.
0: Deputy Chief Gallagher, about 9.20 in the evening of January 5th, so well before the Violence started the next morning, next day. Uh, Takes some of this FBI warning intelligence. In fact, something very specific uh, that had come in from the FBI that day, which is that these protesters, some of the bad people that ended up acting out, might be targeting the tunnels where senators walk to and fro the Capitol. And sends it to one person. This sends it to an aide very close to uh, Senator Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer, a woman named Kelly Fado. The idea that uh, the the Schumer team, that the Senate... Uh, Sergeant at Arms got a tip off, and you didn't get this. The police didn't get this. I mean, the people down from Sean Gallagher doesn't get this. How big a mistake is that to think that it went to selective people, not to others?
3: Well, well, keep in mind what we uncovered based on the bipartisan investigation run by the Senate Rules Committee during 2020. Um, this information wasn't even wasn't even relayed to the Capitol Police Chief Steve Sund. At it's the amazing, time. isn't it? So this, uh, unfortunately. Um, this is something that has to be looked into. But yes, uh we we've, we've seen that email that you're talking about and it looks to me like Deputy Chief Gallagher only notified a political appointee of Chuck Schumer with this very, very delicate important information that needed to get out to everyone. There's a lot of talk and there were questions today when I was at a I was at the press conference with Kevin McCarthy leading, you know, in regards to the sham public hearing we're going to see tonight out of the select committee, where reporters tried to blame Mitch McConnell. Well, this is clear evidence that there was direct communication with Chuck Schumer's office rather than Mitch McConnell's office. Deputy Chief Gallagher should have had every single person who was who is part of the oversight of the Capitol Police on this email. He chose only a staffer who is, who is appointed by Chuck Schumer.
0: So why was it just the Democrat Schumer and not Republican McConnell that got this memo. And the bigger question is, why was this this memo not passed on to his boss? These are the kind of facts this January 6th committee should be bringing to light and investigating. However, they are not. This is why the committee is nothing but a witch hunt, just like the Russian collusion special investigation was back in 2017. This is their new version of a witch hunt. Find another way to search for something on Donald Trump. Ignore the facts. Alter what we do find, like we just shared earlier, doctoring an email between two Republicans.
1: So let's recap for a second. So in the beginning, we played Chuck Schumer and Trump. We asked you, who is it that really incited violence? We also showed how NBC had omitted some of Trump's words, making it look like he was inciting violence when he clearly was not. We also showed you how Biden continues to lie to the public, saying that there were officers, that these rioters killed these officers, when we have a medical examiner saying the opposite. We prove that, according to Jim Jordan and others, that this committee was illegitimately formed and that they actually committed a crime in hopes to indict Trump on a crime, but they're the ones committing the crime.
0: And then we have the email that was only sent to the Democrats, was not sent to the Republican, and was not sent up the chain of command for the D.C. Capitol Police. So again, too many questions going on here. They're just focusing on one aspect. Why? Because it's a one-sided Banana Republic committee. This is not a hearing. This is them butchering the evidence to try to make it look the way they want to which is again as was mentioned a crime this is them ignoring things that don't fit what they want to see happen this entire January 6th thing is nothing but a scam.
1: And John Solomon, with Just the News, debunked the lie that Trump didn't call National Guard when he actually did. It's been confirmed that he did call for the National Guard and was declined by Pelosi's office and Muriel Bowser. Now the story gets even better than this episode because there is more that this committee is ignoring. And we will be putting together another episode of Sixth Sense that will be focusing on the mysterious Ray Epps You know, the guy who was on the FBI's most wanted list right after January 6th happened and then quietly was taken off with no explanation. And the secret fence cutter, which we will explain more about. There is more, oh yeah. And we at Truth Is Now Treason will keep exposing these lies and will continue to share the facts unlike the hoax of a committee with Liz Cheney and the Dumbs. Until Until next time, my my fellow traitors.
3: traitors. You need a